0: Welcome to Innovations in Leadership, a Success League radio production. This is a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are designing and implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by the Success League, a consulting and training firm focused on developing customer success programs that drive revenue. My name is Kristen Heyer, and I'm the host of Innovations in Leadership and the founder and CEO of the Success League. And today I'm joined by Prasanna Dungale, who is the co-founder and managing partner of Grow by Data. And we're going to be talking about how some of the tools that are available to marketers can help customer success teams drive efficiencies across their programs. So Prasanna, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Kristen, for inviting, and I look forward to the conversation.
0: Me too. So I know you've had an interesting path into your current role. Could you share a little bit about your career?
1: So I am an engineer trained person that went to business school, You know, was exposed to marketing and client success and that discipline. And then I was noticing a lot of issues with data in the early part of the 2010 decade. Started Data in 2014, it's been almost 10 years. And we've been helping retailers and over time, a lot of verticals outside of retail with providing insights, marketing intelligence. And what we've done is, you know, we started in e-commerce, retail, small to mid-sized businesses, but by listening to customers, you know, and really trying to be close to them, really have offered insights to marketing leaders across verticals so that they can really stay on top. What we like to say is we like to help leaders regain, defend, and grow their brand at these times of big change. It's been an evolution by listening to customers and really trying to delight them.
0: Yeah, I think that's such an interesting way to kind of ground your career. Because I think, you know, while you have a lot of work that you've done in the marketing space, I think that translates really well over into customer success as well. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today is like, how can we use these tools that you've developed and things that you've thought about in the realm of marketing in customer success as well? I love what you're doing. It's great. We're going to talk about something called Total Search today. And I know our audience is primarily made up of CS leaders and professionals who might not know about that. So can you explain what that is?
1: Sure. Sure. So the concept of total search means looking at search or Google search more so, you know, to really understand what customers or potential customers are searching for, what's presented to them, who is in the ecosystem, you know, what products are being exposed to shoppers slash clients, and how do you manage around that? That's a loaded question, but still, I'll try to unpack this. So what this means is you know if you are a b2b vendor you know then you might be getting a lot of clients from google as a channel as search as a channel right you might be getting leads you know prospects might be finding about you what total search really means is helping you understand what shoppers or buyers are seeing on the google page it means what are the text ads paid ads that are visible who is visible you know what are the other components that are for free available on the page and how does all of that together you know when when you as a as a buyer or a client you're searching for something you know then you're exposed to many different things on the google page and so total search really allows you to understand what is being visible to a buyer or to a customer so that you are on top so why why is this important is because Google changing like Google is in fact the landing point for many individuals. We all do Google search. And so having a good impression when someone searches for whatever he or she is trying to search is critical. I mean, that's the brand message, that's the brand strategy. And so total search really helps you understand what is visible by different geography, by different category, and have a proactive strategy. That's what Total Search really is about.
0: I really like what you have to say about Total Search. And I know that, you know, as people are listening to this, they're probably thinking about it in terms of, yeah, you know, that would be really helpful for companies that are in the consumer space. But how do we think about it from a B2B standpoint? The thing that I always think about is that B2B is becoming daily more like a B2C environment because the customers and the buyers are all expecting that same experience that they're getting when they that they get when they're going to Amazon or they're going to anywhere else you know and they're searching on Google so like we all have to be able to respond to customers and the buyer a buyer is a buyer they're a buyer of their own stuff and they're a buyer of business software you know one of the biggest ways that Total Search could help customer success programs from my perspective is to provide that view into a competitive landscape. Can you tell me why you see that as important and the kinds of information that it could provide to a customer success team?
1: Sure. So we work with B2B players and what the B2B clients are really finding. And the value goes to marketing, sales, client success, product, you know, and the whole gamut. And the value that they're getting is, you know, if you're like, say, I'll just make it up, you're Oracle, right? You know, and then it's users, it's prospects, you know, across different persona are doing a search that could be going to Oracle. So that's like the challenge that you need to be on top on the marketing and sales side. But for client success, imagine you're doing a renewal, right? You know, you're doing a big renewal. And if you do not understand what competition is doing, you could be caught off guard. So, you know, it might really be that, you know, while you were complacent, competitors were really visible in front of your prospects and they were educating your clients, you know, they were understanding consumer trends, they were sensitive to privacy and regulations that have appeared, and they really crafted their messaging and their product to align with some of the emerging trends and threats. And so, if you do not understand that you know what what could happen is come renewal, you know your clients might stop considering you to be a premium player, they might begin to negotiate with you on pricing because you're you could be perceived as everyone else. The other problem could really be they may have already begun testing you know a competitor product, and when you come to renewal, they're asking you like five questions about features and functions and support and pricing. And you do not know. And the worst thing that could happen is the big customer leaves. And so that's why I think it's critical, you know, that client success leaders really use insights derived from search to keep a pulse of competition and then be more proactive than be reactive. And that's, in fact, how very proactive clients in the B2B space use insights from search.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think we have a tendency in our field internally as CS leaders and CS practitioners, it's really easy to get focused on, okay, what are the gaps in your own software? What are the problems with your own pricing structure? What are you know your customers complaining about to you? But it is critical to understand what's happening in the market and where are your competitors. And just as an example of that, the last company I worked for before I started this company, one of our competitors was really hitting us hard in Two geographies across the U.S. and outside of those two geographies, we really didn't have to worry about them. And by knowing that, we actually were able to build that as a risk factor into our health score, so that we could say, okay, we know if there's a customer in New York or their customer in San Francisco, we're at a much higher risk of churning them to a competitor than if they're in these other two spaces. And so, I think there's so much importance in understanding your competitive space, because that can help you make better decisions as a leader and as a CSM. And, you know, certainly I think what you brought up about like, how are the competitors pricing things? That's really incredibly valuable information. And sometimes it's hard to get, but if there's a way that you can find that through total search, I I think that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and there's one example which may be very relevant in the B2B space, right? So about 15, 20 years ago, we were used to like bulk pricing. You know, you buy enterprise license, you host it in your own premises or a data center. We've evolved to a SaaS model in which we're paying every month. I was recently reading about how many buyers, you know, are fatigued. With this subscription model i mean there's a big brand that we were talking to and they have bought 10 subscription licenses for doing similar things and they hired a consultant to go in and then look at the 10 and only select the few that were really relevant and that's one trend that's happening the other trend that i was recently reading was how some companies are going back to like fixed pricing you know you buy you have a license and you don't need to pay subscription. So if you are like staying on this, right? How do you understand this trend? And then how about, you know, if your biggest competitor or an emerging competitor, it could be a big market firm that's really going strong, to your point goes in on a new geography and attacks you, or comes up with a totally new pricing model that perhaps, you know, CFOs are now beginning to come around to given the state of the economy. So. I mean, I I think all of these things you get from the total search picture.
0: Yeah, I think that's so great. Another thing, as you and I were kind of prepping for this conversation was that, you know, I think total search can help you better understand your best customers and your high potential customers. Can you talk about that a little
1: bit? Sure. So you might be like prospecting into a certain category. Let's say you're trying to prospect into the HR space. What total search allows you to do is you can see They might have recently raised capital, or they may just be a mid-market firm that's really doing really well, appearing very strong. You might not have heard of them. So you can begin to see, so visibility, we call share of voice, which is by understanding what are the players that are really rising in terms of visibility in search you get a sense as to, you know, these guys could really be strong. They are aligned with the market. They are proactive. And if I go and sell to them, A, they might be willing to buy from me. And B, they might be a very strong customer midterm because they have a much stronger fundamental. So you're able to even do qualify your prospects and categories better. And that's one value of source. The second part is, you know, Total search helps your clients because if your clients are not really portraying the perspective or the persona that buyers, you know, and, and the executive buyers or CFOs or your target buyers are expecting, then, you know, it could have a bad impact from a brand perspective. You know, so you might be doing the best customer service, but if there's a lot of bad sentiment online, then that could ultimately do bad to them and cause churn or or what have you. So it's, I think it's these aspects that you get. And I'm curious, you know, as you work with clients, and are those some of the types of questions you're also getting, which is using market signals to be on top of threats that customers have or detect new ways of detecting prospects?
0: I think some of the best customer success leaders are doing that. And are really befriending and leveraging the information that their marketing teams have and utilizing that. From my perspective, unfortunately, most customer success teams, and this is why I love that we're having this conversation, really kind of neglect the competitive landscape and forget that, you know, that is a huge part of what can make or break a renewal. And they're very focused on internally not losing that customer. But customers can be lost for for so many reasons outside of your product. And often it is that. And so, yeah, that's what I'm seeing is there's a real neglect of understanding the competitive space. So I wanted to ask you, I know that marketers use the information to understand and grow their brand. How do you think having a really strong brand has an impact on customer success? And how does that branding play into the efforts of the sales team
1: and the success team? Absolutely, so we look at two types of traffic, your brand and non-brand. Non-brand means you're trying to buy HR software or the brand is you're buying Workday software. So if you look at it from this brand and non-brand lens, Clients that have really strong brand in the market have this aura. And when I say this is, when I say strong brand, I mean, those that have a strong digital brand, and that means they are visible, you know, when uh, shoppers are searching different questions, they are very helpful across the marketing funnel. They are providing the best service. One aspect that's really important it's in B2B is bars and resellers. And even they are providing the right experience, the right service, and so on. So when you package all of these things together, I found that, you know, companies that have their processes set up in this really... Uh, are able to reduce their cost of customer acquisition. That's one, you know, just because they just have that brand aura and customers are, they're attracted to customers. You know, the other part is even from a client retention standpoint, I think the good ones have these processes that are propagated throughout the organization. So, you know, the client success teams are doing a great job. The product is amazing. You know, the product feedback is great. So all of these things together have helped with better retention. The ones with strong branding were able to really tap into what customers, current and future customers are asking are able to upsell. So I think it's all of these aspects that I've seen customers who use these insights do well.
0: So Prasanna, one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, this seems like a newer area and I know Google is constantly changing things and, I guess, what advice would you give to CS leaders who are trying to think about how they can leverage this total search concept inside of their organization?
1: I would say total search is a new concept. And the reason is Google, the platform is changing a lot. And so what I've also realized is given the platforms are really changing at the moment, whether it be like Google changing, Bing is changing, I believe that It's important for customer success leaders who are really at the front lines, you know, to really be on top of these, to at least be aware of these platform changes and understand how that's impacting their brand perspective, as well as how competitors, you know, the existing competitors are emerging competitors are tapping onto it. So I don't think it's really like a set and forget, which is the classic days of, you know, you sold and, you know, you come back, Think about all of these things come renewal. I don't think that works. I think you just have to be on top and really be experimenting and really encouraging your organization to be using these newer techniques, given we're through a lot of change. That's, That's a key message I do want to offer.
0: So if someone from the audience wanted to learn more about Total Search, what resources would you really recommend for them?
1: I would recommend, you know, they look at Google You know, uh, not as like shopping per se, but in terms of how that platform is changing, right? Because if you kind of look at Google, like, you know, over weeks or months, you know, just like one-off searches, it is really changing a lot. Think about questions your clients are asking, you know, and then you should do the search yourself on Google and really see who shows up, whether you show up or not and how you show up, right? Because that's the end client. So that's one thing I would recommend. The other is there's just a lot of articles and talks about topics like this. This podcast is an attempt to speak about you know this latest in Google and how customer success leaders should be on top, how they should really, I think, break silos in the organization. You have signals in your organization in other departments. I think it's listening to podcasts like this. The other is, I, I'd even say experiment a bit, right? And it's always good to have a little bit of budget you know, that you have to experiment on these new techniques because we are going through a time of change. And I have known that clients, that are experimenting and using this are really winning. You know, they are, I, I like to say they're regaining lost territory, they're defending their turf and being growing. So I, I do think you, you need to have so, a lot of these things in place.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I love your advice on that. Okay, last question. And this is sort of the one that we ask everybody who comes on the podcast, because it's interesting to hear everybody's responses. but. What do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why?
1: Sure. So there's a few. One is, I think the traditional walls within the organizations are breaking because you have signals, external signals and client signals that live in customer success, product support, sales, marketing, you know, resellers and so on. And so I think Bringing intelligence that lives in these silos and really turbocharging client success is what I think is a key trend that is happening and really leading organizations. The second is I think it's using the product thinking in customer success. So where I'm going with this is, you know, you understand questions that your clients are asking. Some of it may be repetitive. And so how do you use that to improve the product? and let the customer self-help himself or herself? And how do you really utilize your client success team to work on higher value items, which require client dialogue, which require thinking deeper? I think that's the other one, which is you could get so caught up in the day-to-day that you don't have the time to really be thoughtful and really be proactive. And I think that's the second one. And then the third is Gen AI and some of these newer tools allow client success to be done in a new way. So where I'm going with that is perhaps, you know, we like to chat, we might just be busy, you know, and we are like so loaded that Gen AI and these tools might allow clients to self answer certain questions and really come to you for deeper, more complex questions. So I think that's the other three trend that I think will be happening. So it's, I think these three,
0: I love that. And I love your very first one. And I want to go back to that because I think that that's such an interesting concept that I've been kind of thinking about myself a lot lately. I think customers are starting to demand a different way of engaging with companies. And we're still stuck in our... There's a product team, an engineering team, a marketing team, a sales team, a success team. And I think those walls are going to have to come down because customers aren't wanting to engage in that very traditional software sort of way anymore. They want to engage like they've been engaging with consumer companies. And those companies have had to break down all those silos too. And so I think we're at a real turning point probably in the next 10 years in B2B where we really have to think about what are the roles and those roles may cross over several different of the traditional departments. Like you may have a person who shepherds a customer from the very beginning all the way through aspects of customer success. And That may be a a role that is called something completely different than what we have today and not sales and not customer success and not marketing. And I think we have to be a little more creative as organizations, as we think about how are we truly serving our clients? And so I really appreciate you
1: bringing that up. That's brilliant. With many working from home, imagine, you know, you have to buy something at Amazon. So, you know, when I go to Amazon, I'm trying to buy shoes. I buy shoes and it comes to my doorstep. Imagine that same person. You know, now you're working with a a B2B player and you have to go to client success. You have to wait. And then the client success person doesn't know about something that was committed to marketing. You know, and it takes days. Do you see the friction? Which is we we sit in the same chair (laughs) with Amazon. You have one click, you don't like something, you return, and Amazon figures it out right? Whereas with B2B, you know, you are dealing with walls and department. And so I think like we get frustrated, you know, that's like B2C buyers are B2B buyers. And if you don't think as such, I think you're going to lose. That really is what's happening.
0: I agree. Because I mean, like I will say as the owner of a small business, I'm the same person. I buy groceries for my family from Amazon. And also I buy software for my business. And, you know, I am doing that exact same buying process and the process itself is so radically different and it shouldn't be. It it doesn't need to be I have already done my homework before I go buy anything for my business. I don't need a big sales pitch. I, I might have some questions I need answers to, just like I might have questions for any consumer thing I buy. But I only want that when I want it. So I think there's this, this thing that we're all kind of missing right now in B2B, where we're like not willing to move away from the classic marketing sales <laughs> see us support structure of how we engage with customers because it's so baked in, but we have to. We have to move away from that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't care about those walls, right? You know, we expect the same delightful service. B2B players that provide delightful services are the ones that are winning and will win. I think those that don't are going to lose because we as consumers are used to that. You know, we don't have the patience. So I think that's the future, you know, that we need to be to.
0: Well, high five, virtual high five. <laughs> Prasanna, I so appreciate you taking the time today to share about how things are shifting in the marketing landscape and how that impacts customer success teams. If someone wanted to connect with you directly, what's the best way for them to reach out?
1: So I am available at crowbydata.com, uh, That's our website. You can contact me at info at data or you can find me on Twitter, PD277. I'm also on LinkedIn, but I'm happy to be of help. This is a topic that I'm passionate about. I'm customer obsessed, I like to say, you know, and all of these are very interesting things we are doing on a day to day basis. So I'm happy to be of help.
0: Well, Prasanna, thank you so much again. And I also want to thank our producer, Russell Bourne, and our audio experts at Form Audio. This podcast is a production of Success League Radio. To learn more about the Success League's consulting and training offerings, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io. And for more great customer success content, follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. You can subscribe to Success League Radio on Apple, Google, Amazon, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening and we hope you'll join us next time.